0: Lifestyle choices and environmental factors impact your brain health and the physiology and psychology of your mental health. When you're ready to turn your brain on to get your game on, listen to In Your Head Radio. Now here's your host, Lee Richardson.
1: We've got Elizabeth Joyce with us today and it's going to be a very insightful show. Elizabeth was born as one of two sets of identical twins and she has been psychic since her birth. She was named one of the top American psychics in 2014. She's a spiritual healer, she gives personal readings worldwide she really has a different approach she she's a modern day mystic she's the author of four books and we'll talk about her latest book Um, she's a master spiritual teacher and she works through the risen power of kundalini as a conduit healing has occurred simply by being in her presence or by voice activation or vibration she, her dreams, her visions, her highly accurate predictions and miracles have been documented through national media. Started way back with Monica Lewinsky and Bill Clinton prediction in 1997, and Elizabeth is one of the very few psychics worldwide that picked up on the 2004 Indian Ocean tsunami, the Japan and Haitian earthquakes, and the 2001 Twin Tower tragedy in New York City. A lot of people have witnessed her psychic powers on TV shows such as Unsolved Mysteries, Beyond Chance, and The Psychic Detectives. So we're really honored to have you with us today, Elizabeth. Thank you for joining us.
2: It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me.
1: Well, you know, I got a little bit of insight into you. Um, your I was on your website new-visions.com new-vision, and I watched your August September predictions. And this has been such a crazy year. I'm thinking it's been so unpredictable that mm-hmm. it just amazed me that you were ready to, you know, to step right out and make your predictions.
2: Well, you know, I started in 2017, I knew something was coming, and I said um, that we were going into the terrible 20s, and my friends didn't like that, so they wanted to call it the transformational 20s, but now I've kind of changed it to a life-changing journey in the 2020s, and we are decoding and creating the future.
1: Well, I know you talked about it in the video. 2018 was the year of transition and that we had to mm-hmm. keep our heart open. And then right. 2019 was the year of transformation. And then 2020-
2: 2018, uh, uh, I was going to explain it. Okay. 2020, Please do. In, in 2018 was when people started getting uncomfortable where they were if they were in the wrong place, if they needed to be in a, in a place of harmony and structure and peace, they, they were getting uncomfortable and they had to start letting go of that, which they may have been afraid to let go of and maybe felt a little helpless or trapped. A lot of us went through that then, especially with the job and economy and everything else. And then in 2019 was when you had the opportunity to make the change, and that came. And that came in a natural way. It may have come through friends. It may have come through a job promotion, but it came. And in 2020, you've had to adjust to those changes as well as go through the required karmic changes of the world. And now we're going to go into 2020. Well the karmic changes of the world was the uh, coming of, this, of the disease. I predicted it in 2017. I told George Nury that in 2020, we were well, actually December of 2019, we would have a, some kind of a virus come on the planet that would do some da- damage. And, of course, I didn't really know what I was talking about back then. But then in 2017, I described who was going to be running for president in 2020. I said Joe Biden, and that he would pick a woman and that she would be, uh, her family would be somewhere on an island in the Atlantic Ocean. I thought that was pretty close.
1: I take that as a pretty close
2: prediction. (laughs) That was in 2017. So... Who knows what these energies do? It it is destiny, but we always have to remember that 2021 is the year of expansion, but it's also a year of very critical decisions, which is why, as I told you when we were talking before, we have to get out the vote. And the decision can't be I'm going to sit home and hide.
1: Which a lot of us want to do because we're not thrilled with the options that we have. That's true.
2: But, but going you know, back to your good point, thing, uh,
1: you have to vote. Well,
2: I, I think we should vote, and I think that it's first of all, it's exercising your divine right, and it's we need more of exercising your divine right instead of letting anybody overpower us lie to us we've had so many lies and and cheat us and keep i call it raping the country Uh, a lot of these foreign countries have been raping the country as well as the people in congress and everybody knows it. they just feel helpless don't let the helpless feeling overpower you meditate read get the information you need and then make your critical decision
1: so what I hear you say is let's don't focus on the good, the bad. Let's focus on using, not being judgmental, opening our hearts.
2: You know, everybody's throwing mud. I, I remember the woman at the well that they grabbed and threw rocks at, and the Lord came and said, let those who haven't sinned throw the first rock. And everybody froze in place. And I will tell you that no matter what you think is going on in Washington right now, A lot worse has gone on over the years, and nobody, nobody that's been in that seat is free of making their mistakes and great errors. So that's true. Why should they be highlighted and made a problem? Let's look at character. Let's look at what needs to be done, and let's look at what has been done. And if you see what has been done, I think it's going to help you decide
1: what to do well what advice do you have for people that they're trying to move from that judgment and that fear they're trying to move out of there what what well they can do do it
2: if they if they decide to flow go with the flow first of all we have to realize that there's a lot of evil on the planet right now and that we are in a battle between light and darkness and we will be in this battle through 2025 And so we have been taught and trained through our churches, through our schools, through our belief system, certain values and mores, and we have to just hang on to that and sit and watch it all go by. You're going to see a lot of things that you don't like, and it's only just started. There's going to be a lot more. It's not going to stop. It's not going to stop with a person. It's not going to stop with an election. And remember It's not the person that has caused these problems. It's the consciousness of the entire combination of this country, the United States of America. And may it stay that way. What are you going to decide? Are you going to decide that we're going to be overrun by aliens? Are you going to decide that we're going to dissolve the Constitution and make a new plan like the Green Deal? Or are you going to decide that we're going to hold to the value of the farf forefathers, that they're very wise and things may need to have a little adapting, but they don't have to be torn down. This is the best country in the world. There isn't another country like the United States of America, and that's why we're hated. That's why. Because they haven't been able to create. Through their forcing and socialism, it doesn't work. What works is democracy and freedom live free or die that's the motto of my state
1: well you know you talk a lot about the power in the universe and how that you know you were born psychic can you describe the first experience psychic experience that you had
2: i can the one that i remember i was three years old and my grandmother was visiting the house of course it was my grandmother right was visiting our house in new jersey and um She was starting to walk up the stairs, and I threw my body around her ankle, and I said, I don't want you to break your leg, Grammy. And she looked down at me, and she knew that I was trying to give her a message. So I don't know what happened, but three days later, she fell down the stairs, and she sprained her ankle. She did not break her leg. And she told my mother that because I had done that was the reason that her ankle, that her leg didn't get broken.
1: That's pretty impressive. So are there other psychic powers in her family? My
2: grandmother was a shaman um, from Maine, and she was very, very intuitive, very loving. Um, As a matter of fact, I just got sent some pictures from our family, uh, and in in the packet was one of my grandmother and grandfather together. And as I looked at the picture, she had a halo around her head. Wow. Now, that usually happens when, you know, when you can take pictures of, in a graveyard, you'd see uh, bouncing lights all over the graveyard if it was at night. So there she was with a halo that, that came from the flashbulb of the camera that highlights the invisible. And... I just smiled because that's the kind of power she had. She was a healer. Uh, She loved nature. She loved animals, and she lived very peacefully.
1: Did she encourage you to use your gifts?
2: Yes. uh, When I was very young, um, I got TB, and we lived in New Jersey. My mother didn't want me to stay in New Jersey. She wanted me to be in fresh air, so she sent me up to Grammy's. For a year, and I wrote about it in one of my books, of which I've written ten. I just finished my tenth book, but this is called Unlimited Realities.
1: Oh my goodness! Only, four. <laughs> um, I only knew one, four. This I've missed a lot.
2: <laughs> That's okay. Uh, they're all on my website. But uh, Unlimited Realities is a book of my many, many experiences and how I handle some difficult and challenging situations, and it might be a, a good guide for other people to read that book and get to know it. It's been a very interesting trip, that's for sure.
1: Well, when you think about that book, is there one situation that's really personal to you?
2: (laughs) Well, they all are, from um, Grammy to being on American Bandstand to going through uh, my teachers, Louise Hay, Meg Stetner, and Deepak Chopra and finally getting to Hawaii and being taken out of my body. I was out of my body for three days up through the universe and at the feet of the Divine Mother and a guy called Mentor. And uh, what I know about Mentor, who is now my guide, um, is that he's beyond all three universes. He's not in the astral plane. So anything that he guides you about is for the good of everything the good of the oneness, the good that if you do something here, it affects the second universe or the third. And one thing that I was told when I was up there is that there never will be another serious nuclear exchange on this planet because it does too much to damage the universe. That's how powerful it is. So I just hold that to my heart.
1: So when you think about, you know, we talked earlier before this show, and we talked about how we're moving from the third chakra into the fourth chakra. We
2: did,
1: yes. Tell us more about that.
2: Well, I wrote a a book um, called The New Spiritual Chakras. We now have 14 chakras, not seven. And I do have a chart. Of them and the colors and what they do. If you're interested, you can contact me for that, and I'll get it out to everybody. Um, so the third chakra is the solar plexus, and the colors have been reversed. It's now green, and it's green for healing. Green is healing, and in the solar plexus is our will, our desire. I want what I want, what I want it without regards to consequences. That's third dimension reality. The fourth dimension is the heart center. And we have a new heart center, the 10th chakra. So we've we've enhanced the heart center. And it's going to grow, and I'm glad about that, because that will certainly help people learn more about what real loving is. Um, And we're we're moving from judgment, condemnation, my way or the highway, into... um, the ability of honoring everybody for who they are and what they are. Everybody's here for a reason. They're here to bring love. We are all love, and we need to remember this. Instead of having this ugliness and this hate, you know, my friend, um, my girlfriend that roomed with me for a while, had lost her leg at seven years old when she was hit by a school bus. And she was walking on crutches in New York City, and people would go by and kick the crutches and think it was funny. Mm. That's the mentality that we've had. Instead of saying, can I help you carry that? Is there anything I can do for you? Are you okay? We don't do that. We attack. If you hear somebody with some kind of an accent, you make fun of it. You don't want to learn and and see what they are and how they're thinking, you condemn it and make fun of it because it isn't what you know. And the thing that really tires me, I want to say one more thing, the thing that really annoys me the most is the people that judge people that they have never met, do not know, and only we, we are judging by hearsay, and we are condemning by hearsay, and we are destroying by hearsay
1: and that leads very well into what was crossing my mind and i just wanted to know you know with the black lives matter uh, and, and i think that it's time that this has happened i think it's it's desperately needed it started in the, back in the 60s with the, mm-hmm. you know the the legislation integration it, mm-hmm. it, yeah but it didn't go anywhere so how do you see What's going well, on in I disagree with
2: you. I think it went plenty. Um, this is this is what I think, and I think many things. Uh, I think that we are in a disruption. We do have to have destruction before reconstruction, and the black people are being as condemned as the yellow people, or the or the slaves that we had, or the Indians. And uh, I mean, they've just all been run over by the strongest in power. They have not been honored. So I think all lives matter.
1: That's I agree my, with that. My,
2: all lives matter. And that we should play for the uplifting of every soul, not just that, but everyone. I'm sure that there are people that are of any color that have condemned other people that are different. And wow. I am sure that many people have missed having a plush life, sometimes because of their intelligence, sometimes because they can't do it, and sometimes because they've refused to work for it. You know, nothing came here without hard work and sacrifice, and that's in any civilization, anything around the world. So why can't we honor those things? Destruction never brings peace. Destruction never brings rule of law. Destruction never brings harmony or anything that's fair. It's evil, and it hurts everyone. It hurts the people doing the destruction as well as the people receiving it. And what good is it to have billions of dollars worth of damage? Why is that funny or nice?
1: It isn't. I think we all know that. And, and you know, you bring up a good point. It's not just race. It's different sexualities that we're just mm-hmm. were so quick to judge and condemn. And we're all, we're, we're all the same.
2: You know, I worked with a wonderful, wonderful lady for years. Her name was Louise Hay. She wrote a book called You Can Hear Your Life, and it was published in 10 different languages. She sold over over 10 million copies. And this lady taught me that when I saw something that I was uncomfortable with or something that felt hurtful or unjust, to stop, take a deep breath, and ask myself, how did I bring this to myself? How did I bring this into my life? And then when you listen to why somebody does something... That's how you judge. That's how you, you do reciprocity. My grandmother certainly believed in discipline. Let me tell you how she disciplined. If I, if I did something wrong in the house, she would stand by the door and hand me a mat that we called a sit-upon, that you would sit on outside like a yoga mat, and she would tap her foot and point. And it meant that I had to go out and find me a pine tree, sit on the mat, lean against the pine tree for strength, talk to the tree, and find out why my Grammy was mad at me. And when I could go back in the house and tell her why she was mad at me and that I was sorry, then that was okay. That's how she disciplined. And then she would have a chore for me to do, whether it was put the dishes away or set the table or sweep the kitchen floor. There was something I had to do.
1: Sounds like that was one of the best years of your life that you lived with. It
2: was. (laughs) It really, really was.
1: Just what you learned and the ability to tap into yourself. I mean, how old were you? Eight. Nobody at eight years old gets the opportunity to experience that.
2: Well, I like the discipline. I wish we could adapt it all around the country. It's better than time out. It has a focus. It has a reason. There's many, many kids that do time out, and then they run off. They know they just have to wait a while. They don't see. They don't reflect on what they did. They don't reflect on why it wasn't healthy for anybody or how it could upset somebody, and they don't get to express themselves. So many of us don't get to express ourselves. It's really very sad, don't
1: you think? I do, but I think so many of us don't know how to express ourselves, and that's a big Mm -hmm. part of it. And what you, the experience that you had with your Grammy, that was such a gift.
2: It was. It was an unbelievable gift. But, you know, there was a show called South Pacific that I've always remembered, and there was a song in that show about the children. You have to be taught to hate and fear. You have to be taught year by year. It has to be drummed in your dear little ear you've got to be carefully
1: taught. Those are the saddest but truest words that I've but heard. But why
2: can't we teach to love? Why can't we teach to honor and respect? Even even if we take another child's toy, give it back to them, tell them that you're sorry and maybe the other child would accept that and let you play with it. And we we're not we're taught competition in this country there was a child psychologist in california that did a test between children two mexican girls and two american girls were asked to play a game i think it was checkers and the american girls attacked each other and had to win had to win had to win but the mexican girls sat there and shared one would let one win and then the next time the other one would win and they thought that was amazing that was just part of what they had been taught in life
1: taught to love and taught to respect
2: correct and we're missing it now we're missing the family dinners we're missing the the i can go to my parents with anything and and still get love and not get condemned we're missing the oneness and the sharing of brothers and sisters uh so we've we've come a long way away from the principles that we should be using. And it has nothing to do with religion. It has to do with principles.
1: Well, do you think that COVID has given some families that opportunity? Because I I do. I I definitely do. I I mean, I I think that's a blessing from COVID. Well, it is. You you know
2: what had to be overcome, Lee? What had to be overcome was the parents resenting that they had to educate their kids and feed their kids lunch. (laughs) <laughs> they resented it, but then finally, after about a month, they got into it and realized that it really was something special. We spent we spend time and time again at work, working, 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 getting money to give our family an education, give them good health, give them a good place to live. What good does it do if we don't share with the family while we're doing it?
1: I agree. I will be the first to say that COVID 19 made me hit the pause button and I needed Mm -hmm. to hit that pause button. And and this was worldwide. Oh, absolutely.
2: And that's what's so beautiful about it that it was worldwide and that people did come together.
1: And I think that, do you think that we've learned anything from this?
2: Well, let's hope so. I think many people have. Probably more people have learned it and then haven't learned it, we may never hear about it. But I do certainly think that that has happened. You know, in Europe, the families all live together, and they honor the grandparents. They don't call them old fogies after 65. They honor them for their life path, for what they've learned, and for what they can bring to the family, the knowledge. Well, Because and the and only I... thing that we take with us is knowledge and character when we die.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, you you really the way you speak, you speak from more of a universe. It's not just us in the United States, but it's what's That's going correct. on around the world and mm-hmm. what's going on around the world is what I think we all have to try to tap into in order to move into 2021 in a more productive way. And we're going I will to take tell you
2: something about. Oh, OK, go, go ahead. ahead
1: we got a couple of minutes.
2: We can talk about this right after the break. We can talk about what 2021 is going to bring and why.
1: Okay. And before we go to break, you know, I think that we all have 2020 on our hearts. Some of us feel like, well, you know what? I'm still stuck right here. What is one Mm -hmm. quick piece of advice that you can give people to help them close 2020 in a positive way?
2: The way in is the way out, and the way out is the way in. Go inside, and you will be led, and you will be freed.
1: Those are pretty powerful words. Say that again, the way in.
2: The way in, the way out. We'll start with the way out. The way out of this is the way in, and the way in is the way out.
1: And what you mean is that you have to turn... You have to go within.
2: Sit still, go within, and listen to your body. Ask it any question you want to ask it and wait for the answer. You'll receive it within 72 hours. Wow. This is how I teach people to find lost items.
1: Isn't this, it sounds like what Grammy did to you. (laughs) Go find a pine tree and lean against it. And find your answer, you know um, i
2: just bought I just bought Grammy's house, and I have spent this year renovating it, and all my friends wanted to know if I could find the pine tree, and it's still there across the brook it's still there
1: that is amazing. I'm very, very envious that you still have that pine tree that you can turn to and the memories of what you learned and Grammy. Grammy, I know, is still there with you in your heart and your soul. So (laughs) when we come back from break, I want to hear a little bit more about Grammy, but I also want to hear and learn about 2021 because I know you've made some predictions, and I know you've put those in a magazine. So when we get back, I want to hear all about it.
0: We'll be back. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 central on toginet.com. Marla believes that with the right mindset, anything is possible. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka inspires you and her clients to explore That's M-A-R-L-A-T-A-B-A-K-A dot com. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central on com. It's words you never heard.
3: Christmas traditions vary around the world citizens of Finland visit the sauna on Christmas Eve and listen to the national piece of Christmas radio broadcast. Norway is the birthplace of the Yule log cake and in Greece many people believe in goblins that cause mischief during the 12 days of Christmas. Captain John Smith drank the first eggnog in his 1607 Jamestown settlement. Nog comes from the word grog which refers to any drink made with rum. Since Christmas arrives in Australia in the middle of summer, jingbangs or crowds of Aussies celebrate at the beach with beer and skittles. This is the time each year where we have to climb up to the sky parlor or attic to fetch our Christmas lights. What's the word for decorating till we're about to collapse? Flip floppas. It's
1: words you never
3: heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words.
0: we're back now here's your host lee richardson
1: we're back with elizabeth joyce and just in the 30 minutes that i've spent with her today my heart is opened and it's it made me stop and pause and think about what i want to do and how i want to put my energy out there and i had some special people in my life i had a good grandmother and i had a Unbelievable mom and dad. And so I always say, you know, respect, respect your family. Before we move on from Grammy, is there any lesson that you learned from her that you want to share with us?
2: Well, I'm going to say it in a way that's, that's relevant now. The question is not who is in political power that will help the world. The question is who is in spiritual power that will help the world. We believe that which we believe because of our own free will. We choose to believe it, and for many different reasons and agendas, none of which may have anything to do with the truth. We don't believe that which we don't believe because of our free will. We choose not to believe it, and for many different reasons and agendas, none of which may have anything to do with the truth. How do you find the truth? You go within.
1: There you go, right back where you started from. Go within. So, and and you know, I think that that's something that I do believe as we move forward in, it's through 2020. And and I've been very apprehensive. You know, when I think it's going to get better, I've accepted the fact that what was normal is gone. That there will be a new normal, but it will be it will be different. And I think mm-hmm. it's going to require more from me for me to make my normal what I want it to be.
2: Yes, because you're the one that makes the choice about your life. You know, we we all have an electrical component to our body. And I've been shown, and it's proven over and over and over again, that when we bring something uncomfortable into our life, it's because we are uncomfortable. When we bring a challenge into our life, it's because we're feeling that challenge. And as we work through it, we work through our karma. I'll give you an example. I had, oh, my goodness, 300 wasps in my dining room because there was a wasp, um, I want to say lair, if that's right, a nest lair or whatever, in the frame of my window that had been there for years and had to be cleaned out. I was terrified. My heart was beating fast. I thought I would have a heart attack until... All of a sudden I said, wait a minute, I'm in charge here. I'm not going to go through this fear. I'm not going to accept fear. No harm will come to me. I will be fine. And I started breathing deeply into the solar plexus to loosen up that tightness and fright. I was not stung. I enjoyed letting a lot of them out the door instead of killing them. And they, it, the problem was, handled. it took three days. When I got done, I started to laugh and i said i just worked through all of my little pesky annoyances that are coming in the next 6 months i just worked through them all because the I energy love happens that. before the action that's, that's backstage that's how how my book explains it in backstage my new book that i just it just came out april 1st the energy happens so it's before backstage. the action backstage. So now yeah, I've done the backstage your work
1: personal interaction.
2: Right. Right. Yeah. So and when is when that, when, that's you, one when you know a hurricane is coming, you take precautions. And then the hurricane passes over you. So you do the energy before the action.
1: And when you don't,
2: you get wrecked. <laughs> Or if you you don't take heed and and leave, get in the car and drive to another safe place, you know. It's different for everyone.
1: And you said this earlier on. 2021 is going to be the year of critical choice.
2: And expansion. Expansion. So we're going to expand have opportunities, wonderful opportunities to change our work and go into new areas because some of our work is done on the planet. We're going to invent new ways to work. We're going to find out more about our soul, about what's inside of us, and how we can be good in other areas besides just the basic old hypnotic routine that we've had every day. So it's expansion and expansion of the soul, you know, working with people, learning how to be more forgiving, more loving, as well as critical choice. Critical choice is very serious because in 2021 we have the new energies we're changing saturn is changing into aquarius pluto is changing into aquarius pluto has a 250 year cycle which means that the last time it changed science was when we signed the declaration of independence therefore this country is going to change what's the critical choice how is it going to change That's very interesting. That's why this election is the most important one in history.
1: Talk to me more about the election.
2: How are we going to um, change? Are we going to try a system that never has worked in any country, that will destroy a lot of the groundwork that people have died for here? Or... Are we going to open it up to new technology, new ways of being, better policing, better working conditions, better understanding of when you have to be home with your babies or when you have to do something and, and you need to not be at work for a day? That's not a tragedy. You shouldn't be punished for that. And how are we, how are we going to flow? I think that we're going to have more work out of the home. I don't see these offices coming back together again. I think that the cities are going to beg for people. I think that the rents are going to come down and, and get more stable. I think that um, the cities are going to be emptied. People are going to go into the country. And, and, and we're starting to see that little, already. Yeah, built they sure are. I'm up here in New Hampshire and they're moving out of the cities, Boston and New York. My girlfriend put her house on the market, and she had 14 offers in one hour.
1: Wow. was she?
2: Well, mm. she was down in the Massachusetts. Uh, she was in my town. So The house for sale was in my town, but the people coming were coming from Boston.
1: Right. And that's and exciting. We can do so many States. things. Yes, we can. I mean, it's an opportunity to redefine ourselves. It's an opportunity to rethink what's important. Think about our values.
2: And I wrote. I wrote I think- for um, Sedona Magazine. It's called. Uh, it's, what is it? Embracing something, <laughs> emergence. And um, I wrote. For, they're out of Phoenix, Arizona. And I wrote the predictions, and I also wrote about the light beings that we're all going to be identifying with. We do have people here from other planets and other universes that we have to acknowledge and know that we can learn from. Nothing to be afraid of. Do you think a gun is going to be able to kill a light being? That's preposterous. (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's pretty funny. No, just, isn't it? It's all it's all energy. It's just yes, it's all energy. Everything is different frequencies different forms of energy.
2: And the higher that you can raise your vibration, the more you'll be able to expand and understand and see. That's part of the expansion. So we need so to pray for all souls in vibration? this world and all other worlds how to raise your vibration I know how to raise your vibration in my system Um, I have found that the oldest mantra known it's called Ardas A-R-D-A-S and it means prayer beyond prayer it was recorded by the Crimson series uh, recording number six and if you play that in your home and you meditate your vibration will raise you can play Ardas in your home and have your kids studying for a college exam, and it will remove their tension and make them do better with their exams. It will. So if, it will lessen lessen the anger between husband and wife, or between. So siblings. where would somebody
1: find that? Because the Crimson Series,
2: Volume Six. Okay. And uh, I believe Just that you can Google find it. it on Amazon, but you certainly can find it on any yoga um, website.
1: Okay. Well, thank you for sharing that because that's something very practical that yes. can can someone can implement in their home that can benefit everybody that lives in that, probably everybody that comes in that house.
2: Right. Also, we're going to have some major weather changes this year, which is part of the adjustment of the earth to these energetic changes, hurricanes and tsunamis, and the things that happen on the planet, on the planet from time to time. I don't see such a um, a bad winter up north because of, of the El Nino. The El Nino is present in the Pacific this year, so that's going to help a little bit with cold weather and um it's good. It, it's getting better, but remember, we're not in. We are in climate change, but we're not necessarily getting warmer. As a matter of fact, the sun is in its minimum, and the reason that we've had these off-centered seasons is because number one, the seasons are changing, and number two, it will be cooler. In the next three to five years, you'll see that start to happen. The sun is in its minimum, and the sun is what. Controls the weather. Nothing else controls the weather. The sun controls the weather. Not that we don't have instruments they can try, but we, we're in a solar system. We, we circle around the sun, and the sun has the empowerment, and the sun brings us our temperatures and our weather. So if we can remember that and work with it, I think that that will form some sort of inner understanding and that it will help us with where we live and how we build i do think we're going to be building different houses i think they're going to be more roundly and i think we're going to have very strong windows maybe three-ply instead of two-ply windows to protect from the winds because we've had terrible high winds yeah i saw that and so, construction is going to change. Everything's going to change. We're going into a whole different ball game here. Our understandings, our consciousness hopefully, will be raised. We're going to have to learn different types of of growth for our food. We're going to have to learn different ways of being with our weather conditions.
1: Well, when I think about some of the the biggest, disasters that we've had they're because of what they're because of the weather the tsunamis, the,
2: the right, hurricanes tisamis.
1: the tornadoes right. yeah i mean it, it's it's certainly and of course to the much weather. of that
2: do you know what much of that is from 75 no? percent, 80 the deforestation of amazon of the amazon down in south america that's what most of it's from
1: so is does that impact what's ha- happening in Antarctica? I mean yes, that, it does. does it reach that far out? Yes up? it
2: does. Yes it does. It reaches the world wide. It is disturbing the balance, the winds, the the air currents. And it's getting warmer down in Antarctica. It was ninety degrees on the North Pole this summer. Wow. So that's, things are melting amazing. and the and the the shorelines are coming in twenty miles, and all of your Miami hotels are going to be underwater. I've been saying that for years, and people are—they're are, getting like the beehive that gets crazy when it gets disturbed. The people are, are being disturbed, and they're being um, emotionally currented with the different earth changes. So that's going to make them feel grouchy, or disturbed and when when that does happen to you, you certainly can quiet yourself down and and do some deep breathing and recognize it and handle it and don't let it get out of hand that's your decision
1: you're right it is our decision don't you think it would be great us... if,
2: if 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 people don't you think it would be great if people um, sat down and meditated every time they started feeling an inner anger or disturbance and said, why is this happening, and then solved it? How would that change the consciousness of the great. world? I do, too. I think we'd all be kinder
1: to each of other. Course.
2: Kindness. And maybe we wouldn't be so selfish and self-centered. People have learned to be greedy I want what I want when I want it, or I'm going to take that because it's mine. I don't care if you think you should have some, you're not having any. And that's very cruel, very cruel. Um, we've, we've got to know that there's enough for everybody. That's what we don't trust. We don't trust right. that there's enough for everyone. That doesn't mean that we have to give away what we've earned. It doesn't mean that if you earn $100,000 a year or if you earn $25,000 a year that you have to give anything away. It means that you have to realize that when you raise your vibration, the more you raise it, the more wisdom and the more affluence and the more uh, luck or whatever you want to call it comes into your life. Balance is the word I think
1: those were balance is a great word for that. And balance is something that we all say we want, but it's just too much work to go get it.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, when when you become complacent and you think it's too much work, then you're not in balance in any way because you're in resentment. Too much work, I don't want to do it. That's true. But when you know that things come to you during the day because your body has called it in, then you can realize that whatever's coming your way is probably very good for you. And you need to follow your intuition.
1: Well, going back, you know, you talked about Grammy. I want to talk about Mom. Mom used to say, whatever goes around comes around. Whatever energy you put out there will come back to you.
2: People don't understand that. They think it can be in another lifetime. Well, it's not now. I've heard that so many times. But when we get gentle and when we get balanced and when we get to be where we need to be in life, that's when peace comes. And when you get angry, talk it through.
1: Instead of scream and shout and blame, I, I see you everybody talking through everybody you. Listen else. to
2: their, because, because they don't think they're being heard. You know, we haven't really allowed ourselves to be heard, especially the kids in school. We talked about that before. But when the other person says, I honor you, and you can say anything you want to me, I'm not going to get angry with you or judge you. I honor you. I honor that.
1: An open heart and open that just, mind. That just stops just right there because if you've never heard those words before, I mean, you don't even know what they mean if you've never heard them. And I know, I'm not and, sure and everybody people yell has at them. Heard them. People
2: yell at them because they don't believe it and they're too frightened. They're coming from fear. You know, when people start to yell at me, I stop, take a deep breath. And I say, I see that you're upset. And when you can move into your heart, I will listen to you. I will not listen to you when you're angry and screaming. You come back to me and talk to me from your heart. And do they? You know, yes, of course they do. They stop right. Usually, they'll stop and take a deep breath and say, "I'm sorry," and try to try to get a hold of themselves. And I think that would go a long way to helping with mental illness. A lot of people are mentally be oh. ill because they think they, they're being emotionally beat up. They're, they're not being listened to. Nobody cares about them. We have to show caring and kindness. And when you do, we people do. flock to you. My, my grandmother was very quiet. She never spoke unless she had something to say. And she lived up here, and she was a healer, and people came from all three states, Maine, Massachusetts, and New Hampshire. And she also, we also have a natural spring on the property where she let people come and get water anytime they wanted to. And she was just incredible. That's very giving. And I've That's seen a lot giving. of people, great masters have been this way great, although now, nowadays that's changed to do a money pocket, but usually great masters. Look at Martin Luther King. Look at Allah. Look at Jesus. Look at Krishna. None of them, and even Nelson Mandela or Gandhi, none of them ruled by anger. They all ruled by kindness and love. Mother Teresa, those are our examples you have to That's have unity. Chance. You have to have uniform. When the tsunami came into India, South India, Amarita Nandamai, uh, her ashram was there, and all the women that lost their husbands, she brought them and their children to the ashram, and all the people that ran the ashram got classes together, and they gave somebody a purpose. They had morning meditations. They had the kids doing yoga. They had them cleaning and taking care of the place and helping with the food. You give people purpose. You give people something that they can contribute to, and they will. It was a beautiful sight. She had 15,000 children, 15,000 children in order and regularity. 15,000 children. That
1: 000, would be a beautiful children. sight.
2: Can you imagine That's that? That's what happened. And then she built houses for all of them. Every one of them, they built houses from what they well, had Well, we've bought. certainly
1: got a lot of lessons that we can reflect <laughs> on and learn from. That is for sure. You know, the, it's, it, 2021 excites me, and getting there concerns me. But we've got a few minutes left, and, you know, I think one of the things that I may do to help me get there is I may pick up your book, Backstage, Importance of Your Personal Interconnection. And if there are two takeaways from that book, and there's probably 20, but if there were two takeaways from that book, what would they be? The energy happens before the action
2: and when you find that you're thinking negative thoughts, always cancel it out and replace it with a positive thought.
1: Boy, that, that last statement, it's so, I believe that so truly because I know every day research shows that we have three times more positive events happen to us in our lives. Absolutely. And what does our brain, but what does our brain hold on to? We remember the, the, the negative. negative.
2: But the neat thing to yeah. do is to say, why was I, why was I thinking that thought? Why, why did that thought enter my body? You know, when I see some of this destruction that's going on in the cities right now, I don't understand how people can even think to do what they're doing. And the yelling in people's faces, what would I do if somebody was yelling my face? I would look at them and say, I feel very sorry for you. What energy can I give you to make your heart open? That's
1: better than that fear. Me st- oh, absolutely, and that makes me stop, and, and I feel my heart open up just a little bit because what I hear you say is, I care, I care, and I don't, you know, I don't see a need for us to to interact this way.
2: They probably would so push a it down step on your lady. head, but that's okay. <laughs> Thank you.
1: <laughs> you're, you're a pretty talented lady, and you do a lot of different things. I saw on your website, you do karma readings, you do dream interpretation, yes. you do past and present life regression, you do hypnosis. I mean,
2: and you I do spiritual counseling much- too. I help married people and with spiritual counseling. And the whole thing is to take them through the fear. Let's look at the fear. You're in your life, and you're experiencing this energy. And there's a reason for it. And it may have something to do with when you were young. It may have something to do with the time of now. But let's get, let's get at it and find out. Because here's a rule from backstage. Once you see the problem, once you see the emotional problem, the need for the discomfort disappears. That's why I know we can cure diseases at some point. I had a girl come to me that had um, been diagnosed with multiple sclerosis at 28, and I did a present-life regression with her, and I regressed her back. And I said, feel, feel your mother holding you at two years old, and she started to cry. And I said, what happened at two years old? She said, my brother had died of crin syndrome, and I lost my mother. I lost her warmth. I said, then go back to one-year-old wow. and remember it. And then I said, all of a sudden, That's... in my body, was put these words. You just had a son. You are not going to lose your son. Your son. I want you to see him get married. I want you to see his children. I want you to know that you are safe. You will not lose your son and you love him and do you know when she came out of that session there was no trace of multiple sclerosis on her body
1: that is a great story to end on that is fabulous i know that you have a website new-visions.com i also know that you have a phone number that is answered 24 hours a day, or at least yes. where a message can be left. Could you share that phone number with us before sure. we go? It's 201
2: 934 8986. Again, that's 201 934 8986. And it is only an answering machine, so just leave a message and we'll get back to you.
1: Fabulous. 201 934 Elizabeth, thank you. You've opened my heart more than you'll ever know. Thank you, Lee.
0: On behalf of Lee Richardson and the Brain Performance Center, we want to thank you for listening. If you'd like to hear more episodes like this, visit us on iTunes, Google Play, Toginet, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify,